Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Don't let past mistakes determine your future. Don't let, let past mess-ups, mistakes, sin, whatever it was, determine your future. That's important. God told us that we have a destiny, and he gave us in the word. And one of my uh, uh, familiar, and I hope familiar with you, scriptures about God's plan for us comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 in the NIV. I like how it's written in the NIV. It says this, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and the future. God has plans for you. God has an exciting future for you. God has success for you prepared. But we got to know that and we got to find out what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. You know, the generation that we live in today, there's so much opportunity. There's so many things going on that we have that generations uh, that before us didn't have all the technology, all the scientific breakthroughs, all the physical convenience. You know, when Jesus day, there was no air conditioning. There was no telephone. There was no, no, no cell phones. There was no none of that. We have all that. But along with that, there's a lot of problems that come along. <laughs> that we have, that no one else has to face before. So in saying that, despite all our advantages that we have as a human people, we still have a standing dire need. And that is to not get stuck in the past, but to know that our future should be, not only can be, but will be, when we cooperate with God, a success, abundantly above what we could ask or think. We focus this message, and I'm not going to keep you long today, but I want to encourage you today. There are people that are listening. There may be people in this room. There may be people in each church. There are people that are are watching that maybe in in, in the past, maybe even past yesterday, the day before, Mistakes were made. You actually did something. You just blew it big time. And all of us have things in our past that we probably just like to forget. And that's exactly what God tells us to do. We focus this particular teaching like this. We said this. The past can't be changed. You can't change. I can't change what I did yesterday, last week, last year. But you and I can change what happens in the future. In our future. It's a clean slate. It's, it hasn't happened yet. It, what you do in the future, what you do from this moment on, you're writing down new stuff. But don't let your past hinder you from the blessings that God wants you to have today. 
The first thing we need to leave behind, look at your name and say, he's talking to you for sure right now, is our past. Good, bad, or indifferent. What do you mean? Uh, forget about the, the, the good stuff. You can't live in it. How many ever had a good steak? What, what, whatever your, what, what are some of y'all favorite foods? Throw, throw some things out there. What do y'all like for favorite food? Fried chicken, glory to God. The gospel bird, amen. I love that too. Somebody else. Gumbo, glory to God. Love, some, love me some gumbo, glory to God. Fried catfish, amen. Oh, collard greens. What? That's some good stuff. Pastor, you making me hungry. I know it. Me too. <laughs> Favorite food, but you know, I, I've eaten all those things at one time or another. But the memory of how good they tasted and how good it was is not doing me any good right now. Because I don't have it before me and I'm not partaking of it right now. For it to bless me like it did in times past, I got to have it now. Look at his name and say, the blessings of God, God wants you to have right now. Glory to God. So I can't let even the blessings of what I've had in times past. I need to forget about those things and focus on what's in the future. And especially, I can't live in or stay in all the mistakes that I made. I've made some. How about y'all? Each church y'all made any? Yes, Pastor. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We all have. But you know what? God gave us a word. I got good news for you today. I got good news for all of us. In Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. And it should be familiar with you because I've taught on it in times past. But I was just inspired today to go up that we need to know. Don't let past mistakes determine your future. Philippians 3, verse 13 says this. And this is the New King James. It says this. Brother, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Apprehended. Arrived. You got it all made. He said, he, Paul writing this to the church at Philippi, but to us too. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Notice what he said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You notice the Apostle Paul, who wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament and was a blessing to so many people back then, was all of us right now, because we have it, you can read it. He said, I have to forget about those things in the past, good or bad. He also had a lot of bad things. Before he got new, new Christ, he was a serial killer. He had Christians killed just because they served God. When, when Stephen was killed, the, the folks that killed him, he was holding the coat while they were stoning him to death. He didn't want, he, he wanted to forget about those things. He said, I pressed toward the goal of the prize of the upward call. You know, when you press start 
towards something, that means you're making an effort. That means you're giving energy. That means you're doing something. You're pressing. You're going for it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to go for it to get what God wants you to have. God's done his part, but I got to do my part. We all do. Paul said, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call. The high calling, the King James said, of God in Christ Jesus. Paul accomplished a great deal in his walk with God. He did a lot. He was well-educated. He had degrees. Remember, he debated the, 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 at times on Mars Hill, he debated the, the, the theological best and kept up right up with him. You read this in the Word. It's in Scripture. Pastor, what did I say? Acts 7, 58, 8 to 803. He, he, Paul penned these words. I'm sure in his mind he went back to the day where I talked about where, where Stephen was being stoned and he was holding the coat of the killers. Christians were afraid of him all over. So he had some things. But in addition to forgetting his mistakes, he had to forget and not live in his successes. You can't just live in past successes. I'm not saying it's not, it's not all right for you to, to, to know what you've done and to, and to glean from that. You ought to. But you can't go back and camp there. Pastor Ella gave a message on, on, on uh, coming out of your past uh, not too long ago. But we can't live there. Because that old taste, that taste of that steak or that gumbo or them collard greens, you know, all it is is a, a remembered taste. It's not helping us right now. But if you go home, Sister Jill, and make some of that gumbo, and I know you make good ones. I've had your gumbo before, so I know, I know it's good. <laughs> you go ahead and make some. Get, that, get, that, get them uh, uh, shrimp and, and uh, uh, okra and... Uh, Sausages and uh, and uh, the crab legs and crab meat and woo glory to God and you get it all heated and fixed up and then man and then you start partaking of it you'll enjoy it right then right now it's in our future you can have it some of you can go home and make some gumbo now because I just described it to you but you know. You, you, can't, you can't live on past what you, what you ate. You got to be partaking right now. Right now, we're partaking of the word. We're partaking of the watering of the word, but we're also partaking of, of the meat of the word and of the milk of the word. That's how we grow. Scripture says we grow thereby by the sincere milk of the word, the meat. You know, we, we give you a little bit of all of it, a little bit of milk, a little bit... <clears throat> when I say milk, that's the basics, the ABCs. When I say meat, we're going into a little things a little, little bit more um, uh, tangible. That uh, it takes a little while to chew on. That's the reason you need to get mature in the things of God. You, we need to grow up because as babies in the natural, how I many know a newborn baby doesn't have any teeth? He can't chew meat. That's the reason we give him milk, and it's good. They can grow from that. 
And they can, they can mature and, and become stronger, and it's good. That's the reason we give it to them. It's good. You know, I like uh, almond milk now. I, I had, had put, put that in my cereal. I still, I still partake of milk, but I also like meat. I've grown. I'm I just don't want to live just on milk anymore. I want to have some meat. I want to get into to, to some higher structure of what God wants me to have. And I believe God wants you to, too. But i got to forget about those things in the past. I got to press toward that mark of that high calling now. I'll get to there in a minute. But one of the things that you and I got to see, or that we need to see, about, and we need to know, in not letting our past mistakes determine our future, what is it? Number one, God forgives. Look at the neighbor and say, I thank God. He's a forgiving God. I do too. You know, I do too. He, uh, all of us, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you have asked the Heavenly Father to forgive you of wrongdoing, according to the word of God, the Father removed those things from your account. And because he removed those wrongdoings, those sins, those shortcomings, we can continue to press and add new things to us. What do you mean? Godly things. Increase. Don't let guilt or shame or what was done in the past stop you from partaking of the best that God has for you. You're partaking of the word right now. Some things are being given to you right now to help you to overcome situations and circumstances. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you can be forgiven of anything and that you have been forgiven of anything that you've done in the past. All you had to do is just ask him to forgive you. Pastor, is that true? Yes. How do you know? He told us in the word. In 1 John 1, 1 John 1, verse 7, 8, and 9. Let's look at it. It says this. But if we walk in the light, the light, the light of the word, the light of revelation of God, the light of who we are in God, as he is in the light, Jesus, the word says, is the light of the world. We have fellowship one with another. And notice what happens. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son cleanses us from all sin. Not just covered like the Old Testament did, but cleanses, washes away all the guilty stain. I used to love to hear Mr. Childs and Mrs. Mr. Samuel Knox say, Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood doesn't sign my name. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. The blood. Sign my name. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The Bible says we all sin and come short of the glory of God. So we've all missed it at one time. And the truth is not in us if we try to lie to ourselves. Don't deceive yourself. Don't lie to the enemy to think, think you don't need a Savior. We all do. But notice what verse 9 says. If we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful. Say, he's faithful. And just to forgive us our sins. 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Nothing that you have done in your past, I don't care how bad it was, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, has redeemed you from your past when all you did is ask him to forgive you. The blood of Jesus. So don't allow the enemy to keep you in condemnation regarding your past. When thoughts of condemnation come and knock on your door, and they will, Pastor, what do I do? Remember what Philippians 3.13 says. Brothers, I count myself, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. What do I do, Pastor? Keep pressing forward. Keep looking forward. Stop looking back. You know, you notice something, and we've taught on it. Pastor Ella has, and I have too. You notice on a vehicle, the you have some different things. You have a, a uh, windshield where you look forward. It's big. But you also got a rearview mirror that you can look back. How many knows that rearview mirror is real small? And, and you have some on the sides too, but they're small too. As a matter of fact, they have even some effects, uh, affects on those. It's on some of them, uh, objects are larger than what they see. But you can't drive going forward while you're looking in the rearview mirror. You can, but you're not going to go very far before you run into something. You look at the name and say, you're getting a mess driving, looking through the rearview mirror. Forget about those things which are in the past. Good or bad, you're going forward. Go forward, press, keep going. Notice this, key statement, write it down. It is important to forgive ourselves. Some people never progress in life or fulfill God's plan because they choose to dwell on past mistakes. I'll say it again. It is so important to forgive ourselves. It's important to forgive others too, but you got to learn to forgive yourself. For a long time, I wasn't operating at a high, a high level with God as I could because I, I kept thinking about how, how bad I had been in the past. Now, I wasn't what you would consider terrible, I guess, but sin is sin. We measure large ones a big one. God said it's all sin. If it's contrary to the will of God, it was wrong. But in, in whatever, all of us probably have done some things, as we said, that we like to feel. Paul did. Paul had committed murder. Serial killer. Help folks. Hunted them down. Christians who hadn't done nothing but, but uh, uh, try to get, win people to Jesus. He wanted to forget those things, and he did. That's the reason he could write two-thirds of the New Testament. He could have done that if he had kept all those things on his mind all the time. How bad I've been. How bad. You know, he got knocked off the horse when he got, when he got saved. Yes, it's, it went, went, went blind for a while. But it's, after a while, those 
blinders fell off of his eyes and he could see again. Why? Because he was looking to the future. And he did. You and I have to do that too. I'll say it again. It is important to forgive ourselves. Some people never progress in life or fulfill God's plan because they choose to dwell on past mistakes. That won't accomplish anything in your life. God is a forgiving God, and he's forgiven you. you got to forgive yourself. The scripture says he puts our sins in what the Bible calls a sea of forgetfulness for him. Now, let me tell you something that will help you. Now, God will forget about what we've done wrong, but people won't necessarily forget about it. You hear some folk now, you got to watch yourself. You, you be talking, hear somebody talking about somebody, you know, somebody's real negative and always, oh, you know, you, you, you know, you, you, you can't go by what they say. You know that old devil so-and-so, you, you remember, remember what they did to us back in uh, 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago, or, or 20 or 30 years ago, you know, they just a devil. Uh, well, well, didn't they get saved? Yeah, I know they say they get saved, but I can't stand them. And people will try to hold those things up on you, me, or anyone else that's in the past. That's the reason Paul wrote to us, and he did it himself. You got to forget about those things. If God inspires you to, to, to repent and go ask someone to forgive you, do it. Pastor, what if they don't forgive me? You've done what God told you to do. You have no, no, no authority. Uh, you can't force anyone to forgive you. That's between them and God. Well, can't they just hold me out? No, they hold themselves out when they hold art against someone else. Unforgiveness is one of the tragedies in the lives of people. That's the reason they're so frowned up all the time. You know, Christians shouldn't be prunes. All pruned up. Christians ought to be preserved by the word. But ought not have a prune face. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope he ain't talking to you right now. Smile and look forward. Say, thank you, Jesus. I'm forgiven. Glory to God. Paul had to forget about those things that were in the past. The good things and the bad things. Because he was pressing toward that mark of the high calling. He was moving on. He, he, as we said, the past can't, can't be changed. But you and I are writing our futures out. We're writing our futures out. What, what do I need to do, Pastor, in, in going, going forward? I need to keep standing. Look at his name and say, keep standing. Scripture says, when I've done all to stand, I stand. Pastor, what if I get knocked down? Get back up. You're going to get knocked down from time to time. That's the enemy in the world. And John 10.10 says he's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And sometimes he gets brutal. Sometimes we mess up and fall down ourselves. Sometimes we get knocked down by circumstance. What should we do? Get up and keep standing. Get up. Dust yourself off. Help somebody else up. Minister peace and love and grace. Forgive them. If somebody does something against you. Well, Pastor, it was me. I know all of us have had things done mean to us, but you can't live there. Hurting people tend to hurt people. That's because they're operating in unregeneration of their mind and their heart. They have, what, what do they need? Like all of us, 
mind renewal. And you can be an element that can help them. You mean that person hurt me? Yes. The Bible says for those of us that are believers, for Christians, we need to love those and pray for those that despitefully persecute us and abuse us. Well, Pastor, I can't do that. I can't either in the natural, but I'm not just in the natural. I walk in the supernatural power of God. He helps me. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep standing. If I get knocked down, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to stand. What, what, what's the word say about that? Ephesians 6, verse 13. Ephesians 6, verse 13 says this. I love this. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. I do it every morning. So that when the day of evil comes, well, Pastor, I've never seen an evil day. Just keep living. One's on his way. There's the enemy in this world. You may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, next scripture says, stand. I like what a sister, pastor's wife in Tulsa, Oklahoma, used to sing, sing a song that said, stand your ground against the devil. Stand your ground for the Lord. Husband went on to be with the Lord. And she pastored the church, the church, thousands, and, and the children are, are, are help are pastoring it right now. She had to stand her ground. She sang that song for years. She used to be on with brother, brother Richard Roberts and, and on his show, and uh, they they had a church that's in the baby maybe, and 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 uh, um, and uh, she she sang. I love to hear her sing that song. She could sing. But she had to learn to stand her ground. That scripture says you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. The enemy will still try to knock you down. Well, evil will come. But God, we got good news. God's overcome the enemy. Pastor, give me another scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brother, be ye steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Good work. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Steadfast, immovable. Don't let any evil circumstance move you. I just thought about it. And I don't know why I remember that from time to time. Y'all remember when we used to uh, when back in, in, in grammar school or elementary school, we used to hook arms. There'd be about three of us. We would hook arms and we would start walking and we would start singing this song. <laughs> this song ain't going to get out of nobody's way, nobody's way. We, and we would just run into people to let them know we were bad. We were being bad. We shouldn't have been running over. But, but, you know, some folks were immovable. They were steadfast. Maybe not in their position of, uh, of standing in, in the natural, but as believers, we got to be immovable and steadfast in the spiritual realm, in the word. You ought to have convictions of, of the word of God, of what he says. He's your savior. He's your Lord that will never change. That will never, no matter what comes this way. I have certain things that I will not do. I have certain things I will not say, no matter what comes. I mean, I know some people, it, it, and I've had people tell me, well, you know, so-and-so, uh, they, they, this happened, and they cussed. And they just start cussing and just, just went off. They hadn't made a decision. No matter what comes, 
to be steadfast. I, I can remember when I got into college, got pledged to fraternity, and, and it did, didn't, didn't cuss at all before that. We just, that just, you just didn't do that in my house, my family. But I, I was in college and just started cussing up a storm like, like my, my fraternity brothers did. Glory to God. And I just started doing that. And you know what? One day, and I guess God just let me come to myself. Why are you talking that way? That's not you. I wasn't being me. I was being like someone else that I wanted to emulate. If I, I found out that if I want to emulate someone, I need to emulate someone that's good, that's godly. I started saying, I'm going to emulate Jesus. And I stopped. How'd you do it? I made a decision to. You know, to stop seeing or to stop doing something, one of the first things you got to do, you may need some, some help and some encouragement in the Word, but first thing you got to do, you got to make a decision. I'm not going to do it anymore. And turn from it. Turn away from it. And go in a different direction. Quit looking back and start looking forward. Look at Naaman and repeat after me. I thank God for you. You're not going to let your past determine your future. Oh, this is some good stuff, y'all. Feed on this. Feed on this. The enemy will come, and he will try to steal and rob this from you. Don't allow it. Get online and, 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 and listen to it over and over again. Another verse, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, the NIV. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. I used to like Rosie Greer, he came to Bible school when I was at Rainbow Bible College. And he, it, well, I think it was the first song that, that he ever wrote. He, he wrote it, Be Strong. Be strong. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you. Be bold, that's the name of it. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you. Be bold. Look at your name said, be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with you. Rosie Greer, I don't know, if you're my age, you know, even if look, he, he was part of what, uh, in the Los Angeles Rams, when they were in Los Angeles, he was one member of the fearsome foursome, big guys, Merlin Olson, he used to play on, on uh, y'all might remember him, if you, too, too old to remember him playing football, he was on Little House on the Prairie. Uh, Merlin Olson, Deacon Jones, mean rascal. Deacon Jones, Merlin Olson, and Marvin Hump Humphreys, I think is, is the other one's name. That's the fourth one. They were called the fearsome foursome. But Rosie Greer became fearsome for the Lord. And he became bold and strong because he found out the Lord thy God was with him. And then Mark, well, let me, let me say this. All things are possible. To him who believes. All things are possible to him that believes. Mark 9, 13 says this. But I say to you that Elijah has also come. And they did to him whatever they wished. As it was written of him. You know. Have you ever considered that nothing is possible. If you don't believe. By not believing. You won't receive anything. Believing is essential. Believing is essential. How do you know? Because he told us in the word in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore I say unto you 
Therefore I say unto you, what things shall you desire when you pray? What? Believe that you receive them and you possibly might have them. No, you will have them. Then Matthew 21, verse 22. And all things, whatsoever you shall ask in my prayer, believing, you shall receive. What we believe, what we confess, we will possess. Oh, that's where that came from. Pastor, I thought you just like to say that. I do like to say it, but it's the word. And then finally, as we get ready to stop. Thirdly and finally, what should I do, Pastor? Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Wait a minute, I don't know if I like that. Count it all joy. What the Bible says in James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. What? Count it all. Why would you count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations? You got to understand what the Bible means. The Bible, what it says and what it doesn't say. That verse the Bible in the Bible doesn't say it's always going to be joyful, but you can Everything's not always going to be joyful. But you know what you can do? You can act like it is. You got to see yourself winning. You got to see yourself the victor. When you get knocked down, you got to see yourself getting up before you get up. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is good no matter what, isn't he? You can praise him because he is reliable. And and will get you through anything. No matter what happens, God will get you through it. If you count on him. If you trust him. He told me that one time in a dream. That was a dream I was going through. It was a spiritual dream. It was some things going, going, going through. I, I, I don't think I even said anything much about this. But, but it was going on. Things were happening. And, and the empowerment of God came upon me. And, and, and I said, God, and I was feeling so different. As a matter of fact, when I, when I woke up, I, was, I felt like I was tingling all over. And, and, uh, and, and in, in, in a dream, and I was afraid. I said, I was feeling so good. I said, God, I, 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 I don't know if I need to, if I can take any more of this. You know what he told me? Will you trust me? Will you trust me? He's telling us that right now. Will you trust him? How can I trust him? By trusting his word. By saying his word. By doing his word. By expecting his word to come to pass. Even when it doesn't seem like. Even when you can't see how it's going to work out. Miraculous things happen when you, you know, you know you didn't do it in your own strength. And you can't see how it's going to work out. But God said to do it. So what do you do? You just say, well, God, let me pray about it. No. If God told you to do it, do it. That's where Nike comes in. Just do it. Whatever God says to do. I'm finna stop, but I need to say this. You can praise him because he is reliable and will get you through anything. Circumstances are temporal. They're temporary. Don't let them defeat you. If you're in a tough time right now going through it, maybe a physical challenge, maybe an emotional challenge, maybe a family challenge, it's temporary. It's not going to last. So don't let it defeat you. Something you have to decide to have uh, like this. You just got to decide, I'm going to have a good attitude through it, no matter what. 
Healing, I believe it's mine. Deliverance, I believe I have it. Financial prosperity and blessing, I believe I got it. New properties, new, new, new uh, witnessing to unsaved folks, I believe I have the opportunity and I'll do it. What I do, count it all joy. Not for the bad circumstance, but in it, because deliverance is at hand. Amen. By yes, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. We're not going to let our past mistakes or past things that we've done wrong and things that have been done for, to us hinder us from walking in a glorious, godly future that you've given us. Father, help us to know and do what you called us to do. Help us to be and become what you called us to become. Help us to operate by faith and not by just natural sight. Father, we just thank you for the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So, Lord, as we're praying right now, we're going to have folks that maybe have never met you as their person or made you their personal Savior to pray this prayer after me with us. Lord, we just thank you that they'll know from this moment forth they're forgetting their past and they're pressing toward the mark of the high calling and they're going to count it joy and they're going to win. We thank you for that. We thank you for this word. We thank you for trusting it to us and with us and in us. Thank you, Lord, for making us a brand new creation in Christ. And we just give you all the praise. And if you agree with that, just say amen. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. Our e-church e audience, wherever you are, uh, if you never did this before, you may want to stand up and acknowledge. If you're in this today and you in, in the sanctuary today, you may you just may want to stand up. If you never acknowledged him as your savior and Lord, he said we need to acknowledge him before man, before mankind. Or he couldn't acknowledge us. He wouldn't acknowledge us before before the Father. So we have to do that. We have to make a public confession of our faith if we want to know him. But it's so easy because he's gonna stand with us. He goes with us. Amen. He's in us. And we can live and move and have our being in him. If you're in the house today and you've never done it and you say, I just want to make this declaration. I'm just going to stand up because I'm on the side of God right now and I want the whole world to know. If you're at home, same thing, same invitation. This is an invitation. Go ahead and stand up where you are. If you know, I'll say this, praise God. Thank you, my brother. I forward that. And, and, and if you know you're born again and you're saved and you can't stay and you can't stand up, even if you've done it in times past, now, just go ahead and stand up and just acknowledge him before, acknowledge Jesus before God. You, you're born again. You know you're born again, but you're just going to, right now, I'm just going to acknowledge God. I know I'm saved already. Go ahead and stand up. If you're in audience today, if you're at home, stand up. Praise God. God loves you. God loves you. I want all of you, if you, if you, if you stood up first or if you're standing up now and you can, repeat this after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me of all unrighteousness. I am saved. I'm a brand new creature. I'm forgetting about the things in the past and I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling. I am free. I am saved. I have liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated, or if you're already seated, you can stop. Thank God for the word. Thank God. 
you know, on the screen, those of you at the E-Church and in here, if you just prayed that prayer, you just started a brand new walk with God. We've got three mini books that you can uh, get absolutely free. You see that QR code, you can scan it with your phone, and it'll take you to uh, the uh, uh, video where I talk about what it is to be saved, what it is to be filled, what it is to know who you are in Him. And, and just follow that process. And we encourage you to get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-training church. And Reach the World Bible Church is one of them. And we thank God for that, and we thank God for you. If you did that for the first time, call us and let us know. I thank God for my brother. You know, you got those many books last time. Amen. We just say welcome to the family. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the family. You're part of us. You're part of us. We love you and appreciate you. And anyone.